Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 132 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Thursday, September the 28th, and I am the Destiny bad boy, not Ryan Fox, with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Everyone, uh, this episode we got Gunsmith focusing updates and a couple weapons that you can go after now that's in-game. Some little bit of updates for... To move the new PvP mode, checkmate, and you know what what we've been going on and doing in game. And the chronicler himself, Chato Cedral. I'm running up against the uh, the last of the lore tonight, uh, so any questions sent in by the fans is going to be really necessary <laughs> until something happens this season. Probably the haunted or whatever it is. And as a reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube or Twitch, thank you. But don't forget, you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us a bunch of friend requests so we can play games together. Uh, Sam brought the twid this week, but before we get into that, let's listen to our intro music, who is brought to you by everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter at LinkOfTimeG. Welcome. You are listening to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Link. Awesome job. Thank you. All right. So the tour kicks off with new Lightfall and Trials rewards. So in the Nightfall this week, you can get a solo bow. Um, so with that, it's a, it's a precision bow, and it's in the solo class. And has a new uh, Castorite Foundry. So it's whenever it drops like the Telesto Bolt onto the floor given on what kind of enemy you killed. So like a thrall will drop just on a single, but if you kill like a major or a champion, you can get up to three to drop, I believe. So uh, the other solo bows sometimes can be um, hard to come by. One of them is in strikes. So if you want like, if you're like back on a few weapons from strikes and you haven't had one drop yet, so it's just pure RNG to get one to drop. And then also from... Last Wish, Tyranny of Heaven. So this one's out there now, the Go Chase. Um, in that third column, you got Perpetual Motion, Archer's Tempo, Perfect Float, Shoot to Loot, and Light in Action, and Range Finder. So uh, if you're looking at PvE there, that, that Archer's Tempo is pretty great. It's really hard to beat. And then the right column, Incandescent, Collective Action, Successful Warm-Up, Opening Shot, Explosive Head, and Precision Instrument. Uh, their uh, explosive heads always really good on bows. You can kind of get like an extra stun off if it has a champion mod, and precision instruments also good. Just wrapping, racking up those precision hits, which is usually pretty easy to do with a bow. And then trials got a grenade launcher, and it's a stasis one. So uh, and it's from the Armylon Foundry. 
left column impulse amplifier that's probably what you're going to look at for pvp envious assassin pve field prep pve and then you have the rest you have slick draw and light and action auto loading holster and demo which auto loading holster and demo always will have a play right column cascade point chain reaction explosive light that's a good one hatchling forecourt vorpal weapon and bait and switch which Gives you some options, and actually, it's not a tailable gun to go chase after a couple of these wolves. Um, I have gotten neither of these weapons yet. I have played a single game of trials in a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> apparently, you can just play. You can get the regular versions to drop of that, the trials weapon. So, now let me know if you're trying to get any of those weapons to drop and what you're actually looking for. As trials has already happened once this season, right? Yeah, it's been multiple times. Oh, I think I played it last time I was around. I think I got like maybe halfway through a reset or so. So I might pop in there and see if I can see what happens. But then again, if I lose connection one time, I'll probably turn the game off and not turn it back on for the rest of the evening. Yep. Um, definitely something that probably happened to a lot of people over the what is that like 10 days is it two weeks now um where yep. the, like connections get interrupted after they announce that they do get ddos and after that they haven't really announced too many times after that because you know they don't want to just let people know when, when that's happening or when they're working on it so um and then there was a there was like a back-end engineer for at bungie that was really happy they tweeted out there's and they said they couldn't tell you how many times they wish they could have just told people that they're getting DDoSed, but they wasn't allowed to tell. Whenever they like people just probably tweeting out like fix your servers bungee. Cause just think back like that Ruta Nightmares raid and how I just like terrible connections that entire weekend. And they probably just getting DDoSed all weekend long. As Chad would say, who loves this game enough to DDoS it? <laughs> yeah. Um, checkmate. So uh, it's playing pretty well, and, they, and they're liking the feedback. So they're changing up a little bit of the primary weapon gameplay, which that's the kind of the main purpose of checkmate. So they're bringing some stuff in line. Uh, Devil's Rune is getting a little bit more nerf in that playlist, from 10% nerf to 15%. Fighting Lions get now getting a nerf of 20%. It was at Zuo. And Bows are getting a nerf of 10%. Uh, and they was at zero. Sidearms, it's going from 10 to 5%. Damage penalty. SMGs is going 5% to zero. Scout rifles are going from 10% to 9%. Um, I kind of caught my eye that SMGs were at 0% in that playlist. Um I guess like the extra health of the playlist so SMGs are not too strong they increase the bonus damage on auto rifles and pulse rifles auto rifles are going from 0% to 2% and pulse rifles are going from 0% to 5% I mean they're really moving the needles with some of these percents you know um, yeah that's, that's big moves um, Hank Cannons the, they reduced the bonus damage from 10% down to 7%. And they corrected an issue that was allowing that Mythic class to benefit from the bonus damage of special ammunition fusion rifles. 
And that feels like a blast back from the Destiny 1 days. <laughs> I feel like that gun, it'll get, sometimes it gets auto rifle stuff that it shouldn't get. Sometimes it gets fusion rifle stuff that it shouldn't get. So I'd say that's an interesting, co- interestingly coded weapon, I would say. Yeah, I mean, with the amount of troubles they're having with this, um, that that one fusion in D one that they never brought up to light, that's never that's never being gonna be in D two ever. Um, I can't even remember what it is, but it was the it was the last Rasputin gun. Was uh, it wasn't Plan A or Plan Pocket B? Pocket Infinity. Was it plan C? Pocket, Pocket Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's that. Well. Hundred percent. If if there's having this much trouble with Bex, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they'll run out of stuff to do one day, and they'll 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 put it back in. It'll that'll be a be special a, pack. That'll be like the ten the bungee thirty the thirty fifth anniversary. Destiny's two is <laughs> still going. <laughs> Thirty one point five anniversary. <laughs> All right, the gunsmith. Um, Let's go and get some changes here. So, foundry weapons. Um, I, I remember back to um, almost was that Gun Day? What is that? What it was called in Destiny One? Where you like, arms got day. the arm, arms, arms day, arms yep. day, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm always looking to see you know what's there and what what you can put in for a weapon to come back. Um, they're gonna have basically be having some foundry days rotating at the gunsmith and when you can go focus some of those weapons and see what you get. Um, so like Soros is going to have the Cantata 57, the Simco Patient 53, the Fugi 55, Stacco 46, you know, uh, Piz... Pizako, I don't know. That's that weird auto rifle that nobody uses, right? Well, it's an SMG. Um, oh, Pizza Cat. Yeah, that one. So, the they're not going to be there every day. So, like, say, like you log in on Tuesday, and you're like, hey, I want to focus, try to get some Soros weapons. Well, it's going to be on a rotator. So, um, like day one, whenever this starts, season twenty three, Armelon and Soros is going to be there. Day two, Soros is still going to be there, but Hake now goes in and takes Amelon. Day three, Hake remains. Vice comes in. Day four, Vice is there, and Amelon makes its return. And it's going to keep going around in that loop. Um, now, to focus one of these weapons might be a little expensive. Uh, it's going to take three gunsmith engrams and 5,000 glimmer. Um, to me, gunsmith engrams, I, I didn't really think about getting those. And I didn't really know how to really got them at some points. So I just know that you can just dismantle weapons and rank up gunsmith. But there's going to be more ways for you to go get those gunsmith engrams. So, of course, just ranking up gunsmith. Also, in lost sector completions, um, just completing a regular lost sector, it's a 20% chance. Completing a Legend Solo and Platinum, it's 40%. Master Solo and Platinum, 60%. And then Free Roam Chess at 20%. Lost Sectors ain't it, man. My God, they are not it. Why do we keep tying stuff to Lost Sectors? I think it was Saturday morning. 
-hmm. I hopped on and it was like, I had like three or four hours to get like some arms I needed. And, uh, man, I ran that thing like seven or eight times on master difficulty before they dropped. And I was like, this is, this is too much. Like it wasn't a necessarily a difficult loss sector, but there was like two parts of it that were kind of frustrating, but like, it's, man, that's a dumb You're way. So lucky. Like, that's a dumb see, way. And here's the thing. I, I even, even though I, I'm, I'm saying that Ryan's lucky cause he didn't hit the double digits on those. That's still a lot. It's a lot. Cause like, even if it's a fast one, it's like 15 minutes each 10, 15 to run that seven, eight times. To get the one thing you wanted, maybe, it's rough. Like, if you can complete it, like, if I know they have a way to log if it's like a, so, a solo flawless. If it's solo flawless, you should be guaranteed an exotic. The pool is gigantic. The chances of you getting the one you want with a good roll are abysmal enough that if they just guarantee you an exotic, you're, you're, the chances of you getting the one you really, really like is still very, very low. Um, and then if you don't solo flawless it, but you still solo it, it like a 50, 50 or even a 75, 25, right? It should be very high. Or it's like, if they don't give you an exotic, it's like, Hey, here's an ascendant shard. Mm. Cool. That's great. If, if I'm getting shards out of it or like the golf balls or the alloy out of it, like if those, all of those are added to the pool, it's like, I'll spend more time in there even though I have all the exotics unlocked and I don't really care about getting ones for new roles, I'll go in there for that. It's like, let me top off my, let me top off my alloys and get in there and play some lost sectors mindlessly for two hours. But man, those drop rates awful. To me, this really benefits the players that that do the, the bounty grind most days where they'll, they'll log in and like, all right, where's my bounties? What I gotta go do. And then as they're exploring and getting the bounties done, they do a lost sector. They go around the EDZ or the Cosmodrone, get those chests, open them up. And then at the end of the night, they might be, you know, four or five more gunsmith engrams in deep. You know, this is for the, the people that's not really grinding out knockballs, grinding out raids. This is just a easy way to go get some new weapons. Yeah. And those, those gunsmith, like the bounties, like you said, are... Are easy. They're not bad at all. I kind of, I just grab them automatically. Even if I don't want to do them like, Oh, there's a sword one. Mm. I'll go kill things with the sword for two minutes. Not bad. I just go to a lost sector. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just walk into a lost sector with a sword and mm -hmm. literally two minutes later, it's, it's, it's already done. All right. That's mainly it for the, for the twid this week. Uh, that was from Sam. So make sure you make sure you all stay crafty. All right, next up is three likes and three dislikes. Uh, my like for the week is that I finished the season pass finally. I think I logged in this week, and I was sitting at ninety two or ninety three, and I had about six seasonal challenges banked, maybe like eight bounties loaded on Chad. Cash those all in. Boosted me up to like 105. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. It's finally done. You know? So that's my life for a week. It's, uh, it's true. Um, he, he loads in on me. <clears throat> it cracks me up because normally he loads in on me. If he's in comms, I can join him and we can do stuff. But he loads in and then disappears after a minute. I'm like, ah. 
been nice playing with you, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the I'm the one, I'm the one that's always sending messages when I'm loading in on people. Just cashing bounties, then I'll leave. Sorry, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> don't leave. Yeah, I have no shame. Please don't kick me. Or I hope you're not in the middle of a solo something or other. While I'm <laughs> flying in on you. So, what was your like this week, Chato? My like is uh, not chasing those seasonal red borders. I got all the weapons done, and there's a lot of weapons this season. Um, Obviously not the Crota ones. Still working on the Crota ones. But the seasonal ones, I don't have to worry about. I got them done at the end of last week. I think you guys were busy uh, having an IRL meetup um, weekend. So I was doing some of that in between me playing that and, uh, and Pokemans. And I switched over as soon as I got that last red border I needed. And I was like, sweet, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this now. <laughs> so I switched. But uh, it's nice. It, it, it takes a big, uh, big weight away from, from feeling like I need to play to playing because I want to. Uh, my like is that because of DDoS, we've been able to kind of stack difficult stuff to do. So whenever the servers get sorted out, We'll kind of have uh, just a, a few nights of being able to go through the stuff that I like without having to space it out or it being drip fed. Uh, dislike lost sectors and Ethernet adapters on motherboards. So those are my dislikes this week. All right. And uh, my dislike is after tonight, I kind of scrambled, but after tonight, Lore's pretty tapped out. Um, they Because the raid is a reprise, there's no raid uh, weapon or armor lore. Um, and since it's also not a new dungeon, there is no lore coming from that either. So the only lore came from the seasonal weapons and armor and then seasonal exotic stuff, like the, the armor, exotic armor, exotic ships, sparrows, uh, and then the, the ghost shells. Um, so we've we've already tapped tapped that well dry, uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be digging. But I was hoping we would get some haunted news, or is it is it is that what the seasonal thing is? Yeah, I never remember. I think I it's a little too early. Yeah, yeah. Festival of Lost. Yeah. Um, gosh, well October is next week. Now I guess the second reset of October could be it. But uh, I mean, I guess I could probably find something to do there, but I'll figure it out. If you guys don't send in any questions, I got some stuff to do, but it's always sad when, when that happens. But I mean, the lore is mostly in the seasonal activity and, and uh, all the voice lines and stuff going on. It just less for me to read to you guys, which is good and good for everybody else and bad for me, I guess. So those uh, uh, are usually what three weeks. Yeah. Those, uh, mm-hmm. So the 31st is a Tuesday. So do you think they cut it on that one or run it up through November 7th? I feel like it usually runs into November a little bit. It's always the the last. It's it's a week longer than Halloween. Okay. So so maybe the 17th is when that's going to start because you'll have the week of the 17th, the week of the 24th, and the week of the 31st. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, my dislike is that I don't have a weapon to chase right now. 
And that's usually what kept me going with long parts of this game. Is you, you chasing that weapon wall. Uh, I mailed Palindrome for a very long time. Palindrome was like on the chase. And then I don't have a Palindrome in this game now. Weapon crafting killed the majority of it. Um, the random walled weapons, I, do, I don't see it out there right now. With how strong everything else is to go chase like... A waveframe stasis grenade launcher should make me want to go back to that dungeon and it goes to deep and, and play that out. But I'm not, it's still not making me go chase it. Um, so I don't know what much is going to be doing moving forward with this, but it's just a lack of the lack of grind is definitely gone in many ways of this game. Hey man, I'll two man that dungeon anytime when you want. I still need a bunch of armor from it still. <laughs> yeah, we never went and got that title done. All right. Yeah. Um, next up is weapons breakdown. So we're going to do the last three Crota weapons here um, with uh, the Warder Crota, which is a Void 180, 180 RPM hand cannon. Uh, PVE, there's a lot of stuff to go with here uh, for this gun. To, I mean, to be honest, like, this is a really good PVE hand cannon. But I did settle with small bore, appended mag, demolitionist, and frenzy, just for just an overall general PVE gut PVE hand cannon. It's going to solve you a lot of problems uh, with that. Well, but with postal brace in column three, sword logic in column four, uh, destabilizing rounds in column four to pair with repulsive brace, a lot of good stuff. Uh, then the classic demolitionist. Paired with Adrenaline Junkie and PVE. I think you kind of can't go wrong with that. Uh, PvP-wise, I'm just going to just dump range into this hand cannon. So that's Hammer Forge with Accurized Rounds. And then a Lightened Action with Precision Instrument. I'm just racking up damage, racking up percentage damage, and trying to make this 183 tap like a 140. It's kind of the goal there. Probably would pair that with like a Radiant hunter to uh you know with the acrobat dodge to get ready all the time and, and trying to get three taps off do you like 180s on uh mouse and keyboard uh for the most part no but i i did i have played a decent amount with this water credit and tried to make it work but that directly up and down recoil of the weapons don't feel good I don't care for him either. I used to love like Luna's Hal, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, True Trust, that like those. I thought they felt great on controller, but all right. Moving on to a pulse rifle, and that is the Oversoul Edict. So it's a rapid fire frame arc pulse rifle. Uh, I think. Some PvP people is really wanting to get this crafted to go after. So we're going to talk about that first. So I'm going to go with arrowhead break in the barrel. Um, recoil direction out of the box is 49. That boosts it to 79. So you need a counterbalance stock on there. That gets you the 94 recoil with arrowhead break and counterbalance. So that's going to feel good in PvP. And then... Um, I'll go ricochet rounds to get you that range and stability with 
keep away and then head seeker or moving target in that last column. I think head seeker is the play for majority of players, but I don't know if moving target helps you just get that last bit of burst off to where it's going to count as a headshot. So probably personal preference there. Um, and that third column, there's definitely some other plays for PvP with keep away. I mean, not, not keep away. Keep away is what you what I went for, but the eye of the storm is the other option. Eye of the storm's pretty dang good in PvP still. PvE wise, arrowhead break, flare magwell demo with bolt shot or sword logic. It's gonna be that's just a. I think you love bolt shot, Ryan. So flare magwell yes. helps you get that reload off. Yeah, bolt shot is. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan. I have it on several weapons. So most of them were season of the plunder weapons, I think was when that one came out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, what is it? Briar's love or Briar's, <clears throat> whatever the, the sidearm is. is it um, no, that's the linear fusion from the raid. Uh, okay. Yeah. So whatever that, Whatever the sidearm is from the plunder season is very good. Very, very, very good. So if you can get your hands on one, I would recommend it. Jared will never talk about it because he hates him, but that gun is very good. Yeah, they could delete sidearms tomorrow. I wouldn't I wouldn't even think anything. You know, <laughs> I'd never know. <laughs> All right, uh, last weapon here is Song of Iriut. Uh, to me, this is probably the best weapon of the raid. Um, PvE, small bore, high caliber rounds, reconstruction with sword logic or target lock. Um, the sword logic, well, with reconstruction just means that you can main this machine gun and never reload and just keep damage buffs permanently on you. Um, that target lock in that last column, you could go uh, rewind rounds in column three instead and just, just completely never have to reload for like, I don't know, probably like a half a, half a minute, 30 seconds, you know, just completely keep firing and not stopping. Um, Fox here, you'd probably argue for volt shot there in column four and maybe a... Uh, a feeding frenzy in, in column three is basically that's Thunderlord at home whenever right. you want to. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have, we have Thunderlord at home and it's, it's this one. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't, I don't think I have anything remotely even capable of this gun yet. This is like the one gun that's not dropping for me out of the raid. Uh, Brigand's Law, by the way, is the name of that sidearm, not Briar. Um, so, but yeah, I keep in mind I use the uh, machine guns more as like a ad clear weapon. I don't use it as damage, which it's for some reason since uh, like the last four seasons they've become like damage weapons, which is. Not really how I like to use them. I think they're pretty boring to use that way. 
So, but, but with the bolt shot, uh, like you had said, that, that, that would be pretty sick. That's definitely what I will be crafting whenever I eventually get these to drop. Uh, PvP wise, uh, flute of barrel with ricochet rounds and then keep away and sword logic. After you get one kill with it uh, in PvP, you'll be able to easily just cut through butter uh, with that next kill, how fast that time to kill will be. So that's it for Coders in weapons. Um, if you got any weapons that you want us to talk about, or um, if you want to show off your God Wall, send it to us, and then we will try to find ways to down your gone wall and make you feel like it's not a god wall because we're just jealous of it jared will go it's not a five out of five <laughs> it's a four out of five <laughs> yep. uh gambling corner we're gonna skip over this week because we didn't get a play together um it should be fun though whenever <clears throat> it happens uh closest to total kills uh so we'll have to i don't know we'll figure something out We'll somehow yeah. get it to where Chad almost has to delete a weapon and he gets mad and uh, refuses to talk about it or have fun. And then we let him win the last few weeks so he doesn't have to delete anything. I still will refuse so. to talk about it even if I am winning. That's usually uh, usually how it goes. Chad is currently in the lead at 17,000. So uh, I would say there's a lot of season left, but there's not. So uh, I believe that takes us on to the lore. That's true. It does. And uh, this week we're finishing off the <clears throat> the last couple of weapons, weapon lore we got. We got the uh, the seasonal hand cannon, uh, the pay to win, uh, pay to win an emblem fusion rifle, and then uh, necrotism. Um, Ryan's favorite weapon ever, forever and ever. So we'll start off with the seasonal hand cannon malediction. I understand that getting through the portal is important, Crow began. It's more than important, Osiris interrupted. It's our best chance to prevent the final shape, however the witness conceives it. Beyond that, it's a chance to study paracausality at a level we've never had access to before. I get it, I get it, Crow interjected. The hunter was overseeing the unloading of Spider's ship in the Elixni Quarter. House of Lightworkers ferried crates into warehouses on ingenious Elixni-made trolleys, Normally, such a task would be outside Crow's purview, but Spider couldn't be trusted to stick to his manifests. So, here he was. Osiris stood back and watched the bustle with detachment. I've heard all the reasons, Crow continued, and they all make sense. It's just... He paused, trying to find a delicate way of broaching the subject. Savathun, Osiris provided, his voice tinged with foreboding. Yeah, Crow replied. He shook his head in dismay. We worked so hard to put her away, and after everything we went through, what you went through, we're just going to bring her back? Under his mask, Osiris's lips pressed into a thin, tense line. In truth, the situation pained him greatly, but he would not allow his gnawing doubt to infect the young, young hunter. When he spoke, his voice came out as smooth and measured as always. Guardians sacrifice more than their lives in defense of humanity, more than their friends, or their ghosts. We sacrifice our peace of mind. In many ways, it is our greatest loss, Osiris said, imagining Saint's concern. But it's the price we pay for knowledge we bear, for the power we wield. I know, Crow sighed, recalling Amanda's empty spot in the hangar. I know, 
Tessellation. Once nothing became something. There was a game of possibilities. Patterns emerged that could, would, flourish or fail, wax or wane, and in the gaps between, there was nothing. But nothing is an absence, defined by all things that might one day be and yet never find fruition. It is an entropy of existence. For nothing to become something, it is as simple as a flipped bit, a chance mutation, a fallen leaf. Once it has become, it always it has always become, for castles are less fragile when built by something than nothing. Something grows, and grown it is seen. Once something becomes something else, there were a people of potential and promise, of galvanizing growth. But their tools, their grand intention, the happenstance aligned of infinite years and atoms, whereas sculptor's clay, that which becomes the finest of statuary, Purpose carved from meaninglessness, the chance of generation of the universe crafted into beauty, intentionality, that which served no reason ceased randomness, alighted by the sculptor's art. Something changes, and changed, it continues. Once something will become nothing, there are beings who plant their intention and say so far no further. The bulwarks and the bastions, the stubborn flower that will defy even stone, in these hands, possibility is a single-minded tool. Resolution, pursuit, obliteration, what potential lies in empty space. All that dies is only ever transformed, absized, and swallowed by wilderness, returned to infinite metamorphosis. To excise from that rich loam of transformation requires no less than perfect certainty. Here's the secret. A plowshare and a sword have never truly differed. And finally, Necrochasm. Arise for Crotus, son of Oryx, the hope eater. He who has seized the sky layer above Ceres, which peers into other planes. Now vassal to the might of the world breaker. Within these keyholes are brewed communes with unheard voices. They who whisper that the curse of our thralls is a blessing granted by the deep. Now in honor of the god Night, we fashion these gluttonous whispers into death. His hellmouth becomes home to the profane, the corpse of the sky reborn in the abyss. I think the writing in Tessellation is definitely very interesting. The way that it's written through shows a level of thought, I think, is what they're trying to convey with um, the witnesses' people. This is all like it all is is based off of the 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 thoughts that his civilization created before they became one being. Um, so seeing all these things kind of like helps pers per like personify the witnesses peoples as a per as mm -hmm. a peoples not as a as a one person. So these are like the the thoughts over their their millennia of evolving and thinking and and all that kind of thought, um. But it's like okay, yeah, a hundred percent. Like if if you didn't know that the pyramids were a construction by this civilization, the tessellation is obviously built by these same people. So anything that is of that that made of that darkness material the ones in the that the pyramid ships are made of is made by this civilization before they became the witness or they have like some kind of machinery that can just create stuff on its own without having to have people manning it but uh yeah no it's it's definitely 
It's definitely neat to think about, but it's a lot of stuff. Do you think we're going to hear any other, like, in-game stuff about the witnesses startup? Who they were? Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope so. Um, Because we obviously, we see all the statues and stuff inside the pyramids. We see their architecture. Like, we... We've seen all these things, and we also have the uh, the the crafting table too, which has its own room of just materials that everything's made out of. Um, so it would help give us some kind of background information to all this stuff. Um, but I I mean I don't they don't really need to. They've already given us the whole the witnesses is a whole people's turn into one that's chasing after traveler for this reason. Um, it's, it's definitely a gold mine of stuff that they could ride into. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think since next season's the last season before, is it the last season or two more seasons? No, it's next the last season's season. the last, the last season before we go and, and, uh, and take care of the witness. Um, I don't know how much backstory we're going to get mm-hmm. into, into the peoples. I, I hope we get more. But no. Wouldn't it be cool if there was like a sideshow anime or something that went into that sort of stuff? And why their horses have so many asses? Like yeah. I would love to know that. <laughs> it's because you can make ten to twelve sliders and then keep it living after each time. <laughs> All right, that takes us to the All mailbag. Right. Oh, uh, uh, let me say here. Hold on, before we hit the mailbag, uh, did you guys happen to see in chat the role that James got on his adept word of Crota? That it's uh, got repulsor brace or sword logic. It's got repulsor brace and sword logic on it. So that would be pretty sick with the adept version being able to have that. So looking forward to getting some of those adept roles on that one. So. But hopefully, yeah. Jared, All right. hit us with uh, the mailbag here. Yeah, we'll go ahead and start out. Question one Would you rather get DDoS during a raid or run five master loss sectors without an exotic drop? Hmm. I guess the, it depends so on the raid. Yeah, it, like. Am I with like my normal five other people and we can just get back together and pick up where we were? Or is this like an LFG slog that you're three hours into and you know that the group's done mm-hmm. once you're there? If it's with our normal group, I'd rather just get DDoSed and yeah. come back in. Because usually yeah. it's we're one like one attempting most things, maybe two if something bad happens but those massive um, log sectors i think there's a couple of them i was trying to do like early on in the season and i was probably 20 under uh the the light or something like that and just just complete i think it took me like seven clears on like the warlock to get the gloves or something like that it, which was just dumb just so dumb i wouldn't wish that on anybody so just give me the ddos during the raid so. <laughs> yep 
Yep, 100%. Question two. Is it a coincidence that Bungie takes away all of our legendary shards and then adds something that you would actually use legendary shards for at the gunsmith? Uh, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm going to say no. It's not a coincidence myself. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm the cynical one of the group, so. Um, yeah, so you can't just straight buy Ingrams anymore for Legendary Shards. You haven't been to do that for a while. Um, like, this is something that is needed in the game for people that um, wants to focus some of these weapons, and it's has nothing to do with Legendary Shards. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's, you've, you've always, since they started this kind of system where you have the engrams you can focus, you need to have an engram to focus because our bank of 10 plus thousand shards isn't going to buy you an infinite number of foundry engrams. You can only focus what you have. So you'd have to play a bunch to get the engrams to be able to use up all your legendary shards. Um, now if it was instead of engrams i see your point but like it's not it's not like a, it was back when you you spent your 12000 shards for your your sidearm you could <laughs> yeah. just buy engrams yeah oh pain um <laughs> i don't know the I I also hate how they take away the stuff at the end of the season. Like, if I want to leave 80 freaking engrams at the gunsmith, like, I should be able to leave those there. I shouldn't have to go the last week and cash all those in mm-hmm. and run over to the postmaster and clear my clear that out and then come back. And, like, that should be... I should be able to stack those. Maybe put a cap at a hundred or something, but like I should, I shouldn't have to what? Cause like I lost a lot of gunsmith engrams when the season rolled over this time, but it's kind of like, even, even if I open them up, like, am I going to keep a single one of these? Not. No, but it would be nice to have a hundred of those sitting up for whenever this starts, you know? So, it is start grinding it is. lost sectors. Yeah. <laughs> that way they can... Dude, I, I think I need, like... I have all the Warlock exotics, and I think I'm, like, three behind on the Hunter and three behind on the Titan, like the ones that have came out, like, lost sectors each season. And I'm pretty sure all of them are gloves, and maybe one, like, four are gloves, or five are gloves, and one is a chest or something, maybe. And, dude, I am dreading... I am absolutely dreading doing that. You could do. I'm uh, at the point. <laughs> I'm at the point to where I'm about to just wait till next year, mm-hmm. when they, when I can just get them because we're pretty close. Mm. We're pretty close at this point. So. Chat. What's the special Vex public event on the Anuma? You're talking oh, about uh, uh, sp- space invaders. Yeah, incursion. Incursion. You can just do that. You can get them to drop. Like there's like I think there's. Discord bots or whatever that will tell you. I have it. I have it. I, I I have one that comes and it's always like, and never I never get that Discord notification when I'm sitting playing Destiny. It's <laughs> yeah. always when I'm like driving at work. 
Mm-hmm. So I wish they would have it on like trials weekends that it's also like effects incursion weekends where it just it happens once an hour or something like that. Yeah, in the zone it repl- it just replaces public events. So anytime it would rotate back to that zone to be a public event, it just turns into an in- in invasion or incursion or whatever. That'd be that'd be good. We do have a question from the live studio audience. Will Sabathun be resurrected next season or are they saving it for the start of Final Shape? Um, I think I thought it was going to be this season. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it's going to be at the end of this season, like like the end end of it. And then next season is going to be us working with her to to figure out a way into the portal. Do you think, uh, are they going to kill off Asa? Do you think? How dare you? Like, is, is that something they're going to do, like, just, like, at the end of next season, maybe? Like, you know, there's, they're going to have, like, some sort of, like, culminating event, right? That's going to be, like, all the Avengers have to come together, you know? And then I feel like that's how they're going to set it up. So, with that, I wonder if they're going to do something that kind of pulls all the seasonal storyline stuff so like i don't know sabbath sabbathoon's there i see I'm, I'm not convinced she comes back this season i i think it would i i think it'd be cool if or i wouldn't be surprised to see like some sort of cinema cinematic of like uh like her resurrecting like the cut scene that leads into the final shape hmm so because, you know, for whatever reason, like, people love that, love that expansion. Uh, so I think that would be something they could use marketing-wise, like hype. And it would pull it right before that launched. As, as now, it comes back, you're at your, probably not the lowest of the year, but, you know, people aren't back yet. And I feel like mm-hmm. they would want to save that for when more people are playing Yeah, it makes sense. I, I see what you're saying. Chad's probably right there. All uh, right. Question, question four. Four? Yeah. Three. What you, would you your thoughts be? In. What would your thoughts be on Destiny adding a restaurant, diner, food system into the game that gives buffs? Uh, think increased exotic drop chance, increased XP and playlist activities, etc. Nothing that would break the game, but something you could use resources towards. Kind of like that. Um, yeah. Final nice Fantasy, legendary shards on that. Final Fantasy 15 had like a similar system. I know Monster Hunter has something like this. They've already got like the ramen shop and that kind of stuff in there. I think that would be a fantastic... I don't think it's going to come in this game, but maybe in a future game, I think that could be really cool. Yeah, the ROM shop makes sense. Um, you know, maybe get some meaning to the bazaar. Um, do be cool if, like, Mithrax and Ido's in there just whipping up some food. 
Like, hey, here you go, Gordon. Uh, let me tell you a story about this bowl of soup that we've perfected over the years, you know. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you could have, like, I mean, it's like, it's like a Fallen theme. You're like, all right, if you defeat Fallen, you're more likely to have Glimmer drop or something like that. Um, but that that'd be cool. I, I think that's a good addition to the game. Do you think, uh, like, how many arms does Mithrax have? More four. You think he would be like a like a better chef than just us two arm plebs? Well, he's like really good with electronics, right? So like, like the, you're like I have an air fryer in one hand, have a microwave in another, a toaster oven. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Instapot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh they could have like uh something like with the cookies for that, like the dawning or whatever. They could do that. They could have uh special guest cooks. So like Drifter comes for like a weekend and he has like certain things that he certain meals that he can make, you know, to where like if you do if you do this quest for the drifter, you get I don't know, like <clears throat> increased sword damage at five if you complete this eat this meal, you know. I bring a sword. So uh I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think there could be be some cool stuff there. Um which will Bungie release first, the Destiny 1 remaster or Destiny 3? Uh, to me, it's a D1 remaster. Man, that game would be such trash if you went back to it right now. Not being able to, like, mantle or grapple. Yep. Do, you think, do you think they could do that for, like, a bridge? Like a bridge year or two? They're going to not make Destiny content for a few years at some point. They're going to have to in order to bank some for the next major, whatever the next major thing is. Mm-hmm. Whatever know, Ryan what, said. What do you think, Chad? Whatever Ryan said. Am I, am I Chad's, not feeling, you, Chad's not feeling that. You're not feeling the mailbag this week, man. <laughs> I mean, a remastered D one. They they already have most of it in D two. You 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 would just add locations. That's the only thing that D one has that D two currently doesn't have. Mm-hmm. I guess and and Wrath of the Machine. You know how they did like WoW Classic though, right? To where like yeah, it released and then like every two I think it was like every two weeks the next like patch or whatever would come out. So maybe they could do some sort of cadence like that to where maybe you don't wait a year before like um, the Taken King comes out, but maybe 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 they can take the three years of that game and turn it into eighteen months or something. Oh well. All right. Uh, question five six. Do you have your Halloween costume picked out yet? Uh, the idea of one, I think we're going to have like a dog dress up as a hot dog and then I might be ketchup or mustard and my wife would be the opposite. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to be um, 
popular uh, popular uh, podcast co-host, uh, Jadokuro. It's going to be my Halloween costume. So original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to dress up for the Halloween episode, which will be the one before the 31st. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on the mall up for a minute, so we're... Uh, I know Morgan Wallen cut his hair, but I'm going as Morgan Wallen for Halloween. The hair, the version with the mullet. So, uh, question seven: Pick a number one through one hundred. We get the RNG generator. Our random number generator generator pulled up here. So, uh, Chad, two- Chad, you have the most glimmer, so we'll let you pick first. Random number. Uh, 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 85. We've had single digits back-to-back weeks. It ends this week. 22. Yeah, so we've had 6, 2. Chad says 85, 85 22. I'm going to say 57. That'll be my guess. And just order... For the sanctity of the event, so nobody can say that I cheated. We'll pull it up on stream here on the Twitch stream. Uh, what it is after the third roll is the winner. One, two, 11, 11, 11. The winner. Wow. Went 59, Just... 56, 11. <laughs> so, Not uh, even close. All right. So uh, we'll keep that going. I think that takes us to the end of the show. Uh, but appreciate everybody who is here stopping by. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Destiny CC Pod. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or other podcast services, don't forget you can watch us live on Thursdays, usually around 10 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, Twitch, YouTube. I'll let these other guys sign off. Hey, thanks for being in the chat, everyone. Uh, mommy could try. Uh, they... They guessed 100, and that's uh, and that one did hit. But uh, better luck next time. And uh, come come at you with uh, come at them with uh, lore questions, especially in the chat too. That's great. I love it. Um, and any lore ideas you guys have or things that are just burning up at you, I got a coworker that does it to me periodically, and it ends up being like a 15 minute chat about stuff. Uh, so it's always, it's always fun to have, and it'd be, it'd be fun to, to have a couple of those on, on here. As always, go cats, fuck Florida. Love you guys.